Hey, it's Brian. Uh, today I'm posting a replay of one of our JRS Happy Hour conversations. This episode was on November 10th. It was the first episode after the presidential election. So we look to Adam Ray. If you don't know Adam, he is the incredibly talented and prolific actor, stand-up, comic. He's got credits in uh, The Heat and Spy, Ghostbusters, Mad TV, uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm, Ballers. It just it goes on and on and on, his resume. He's amazing. So listen for that. Listen for his incredible story on how he became friends with The Rock, and enjoy this JRS Happy Hour conversation with me, John Rosenfeld, and Adam Ray. Lock it up, very quiet and still. Ready. Scene one, take three, A mark. Check, check. There it is. Yeah, Yeah, there there it is. Yeah, there we go, baby. Oh, that sounds so good. Oh, yeah. Hi. So should I say, say the joke again that I said that you couldn't? So you just saw me mouthing uh, for why I was late? Yeah. yeah. Well, COVID, baby. COVID is not real down under. Uh, it's fake news. There's no COVID in Australia. But there's. Um, but that's because, uh, you know, they did it right. But they still have to check you. So they still have to swab you and do all that just to make sure that you're uh, safe to, to keep uh, farting around. But, man, a quick... Just update on normal life and how great it is. Went to a rugby game around people, <clears throat> drank, uh, coughed in people's mouths like the good old days. Uh, when a team scored, they have this tradition where you go and just like finger each other's mouth. So it's yeah. like, we're close. I'm telling you, if Biden gets the right task force, fucking cross those fingers and start swapping them into uh, into mouths, uh, hopefully in 2021. But um Anyway, thanks for having me. Is there anybody uh, on yet? Yeah, yeah, we got a few here. We got a few here. Welcome, okay. welcome, welcome. Hey, Adam, wait. Is it true that it is it is is it pretty normal over there? Oh yeah, yeah. John, were you not fucking listening to my whole rugby finger in the mouth? I and- am, <laughs> but I'm saying, but is it is are they basically? Yeah. So, I know so it's, it's just like New Zealand. New Zealand, I think, is uh, got a little bit uh, tougher of a go right now, but uh, Australia is pretty much, um, yeah. I think Sydney and Melbourne just opened up, but Brisbane, where I'm at, is like good to go, um, and like maybe ten cases. So doing stand-up shows, there's people. They gave them out masks at the rub- rugby match, but nobody, uh, nobody took them on. I'm gonna grab my charger real quick. Thank you. Your next question. <laughs> I'm looking it up. Australia has. Total cases, 27,000 in the entire damn Say place. that again? It says, uh, according to the Google, which has never been wrong, not a single time, Always uh, right. total of 27,678 cases. Uh, I think we had that many today. Yeah, that's uh, that sucks. And, uh, you know, they told me that their premier, who's like their, their president, just shut things down uh, immediately. And that kind of... Uh, got them on the right track and was just, you know, mandated the masks and made no travel between different states. Right. right? I, that I was they also, shut that all that down. Yeah. Yeah. Cause even now I don't think you can, if I were to go to Sydney, I think I would have to um, uh, quarantine again uh, because they're not fully uh, cleared up yet, but it's crazy, man. I mean, even just stepping out. So I quarantined for two weeks in the hotel, you know, before you can go out into real life and having a little balcony was uh, nice because it gave me something to think about jumping off of. 
Um, but it uh, that was a joke. Uh, nice. Brian didn't laugh. He's like, yeah, you look like a guy that would think about that. But yep. getting getting just a little fresh air was huge because, you know, I think just being in this business at all, I think you are forced to develop routines, right? And 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 hopefully habits that are conducive to, you know, uh, a healthy routine. And so I was, uh, but this is like a different thing, but I've been used to, which I think we all have, whether it's, you know, from stand-up catapulting that experience, but like we've all been with ourselves, just ourselves a lot. I mean, the business, I think on a whole for a good chunk of time is a very solo adventure. So, so I wasn't really bummed <clears throat> or uh, nervous about how I was going to fill my time. It was more, you know, of just, uh, you know, not being able to move around in, in more than this space. But it's like once they brought this 1970s exercise bike up and I could at least like have a way to get sweat, because that was one thing where I was like, I'm not doing Pilates. I don't know. I don't even know what that is. I'm not going to just do like jumping jacks. So it was like having something to to focus on to uh, to, to sweat. But um, yeah, it's uh, man, just getting back into real life is uh, it's a real dick tease. So when you're so when you're quarantining for two weeks, uh, do they just drop your food outside the door? Yeah, yeah. How, what's, what's the procedure? Yeah, great question, John. Um, so you can uh, order food uh, to drop it off. Little Uber Eats they got out here. You can order booze. There's a, a booze service called Jimmy Brings, um, and the staff at this hotel is like amazing. So I even ordered, um, you know, uh, some razors off of uh, Amazon, and those came pretty swiftly. Um, and uh, I don't want to make I don't want to say who unless you guys are sponsored by Manscaped or something. Is this you're, you're allowed to say? Yeah, we have so many sponsors. We have, we have so, so many. Sponsors. Sponsors. <laughs> hey. Do you have any idea how big a deal this is? Yeah, this is great. By the way, both your backdrops. That's the first thing I look for in a uh, for how the Zoom call is going to go. Your both your backdrops are, are aesthetically pleasing. You know what I'm saying? Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I don't know if that was that's also a big that's something that people don't really take enough time to think about. You just kind of set up shop where you think is going to, I mean, I don't know. Do you guys spend time thinking about what's going to, okay. I was no, teaching what, a lot I know, 100%. blank 100%. background. I looked like a serial killer for a while. So I you can't I do the blank background. background. That's jarring. No. Yeah. Yeah. John, you thought about it. Yeah. I mean, I think I set up shop and then I just saw symmetry behind me and that just made me feel calm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> when I saw symmetry. So tell everybody what you're doing in, yeah, why Australia. Are you in Australia. What's going on? So, uh, so I, uh, <clears throat> the Rock is doing a show about his life for NBC. Is it Young still Rock. called Young Rock? It is. Yes. And um, and so uh, I'm down here doing that show, playing. Uh, I I you know I said I was I think I can say who I'm playing, but I don't. It's the I mean I don't I, I don't know. Then somebody said the other day that I'm not supposed to, but I said it on a radio show already. But it's you know without giving it away. It's, you know, the guy who helped kind of bring the WWE uh, to uh, to life. Right. He's got a a big name. He's a big dude. He's a big dude. He talks like this. He's got giant arms and shoulders. So uh, Wait, a wrestler anyway. with giant arms and shoulders. Hold on. Yep. Hold on. I feel like guess who? I feel like we're playing guess who right now. Everything's up. We, yeah. And I believe he's also friends with Donald Trump. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Very, very well could be. Who isn't? Yeah. Though? Who isn't, though? That guy's just got. Got so many people. So many, so many friends. friends. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see how many people. I'd love to see who's. It'd be great if like 
well, whatever. That's that's another podcast. But uh, but yeah. So so this is uh, the story about his life, and um, which is just bonkers. I don't think a lot of people know. I didn't know that his dad was a wrestler, and that's kind of what got him into that whole world and a, a successful wrestler. And then, um, you know, from from being around all that, first of all, almost like the way Polly Shore was around the comedy store with his mom, with Mitzi running it, and being around like Pryor and Letterman and Leno and Jim Carrey and Roseanne and and Sam Kinison. It's like you know, Dwayne was around all these huge wrestlers <clears throat> and just being having a first, uh, you know, a front row seat to that whole world and. Um, and then, you know, getting into it and then going to University of Miami to play football. And then just from there, even how and, and then even his whole college experience is pretty, uh, pretty nuts. And then how that kind of uh, transitioned into, you know, the wrestling world and then obviously film and TV. It's just uh, I think we so often I know I did before I saw the, the stand up documentary comedian with Seinfeld where I was like, oh, yeah, people that are that successful and that good. It just. You don't when you don't know the story and you see them being so, you know, uh, successful in so many avenues. You don't stop to think about what it actually took to get there. And uh, so I, so just even getting a little bit more perspective on that for a guy like him has been like weirdly uh, inspiring um, because, you know, I think you all uh, everybody's looking for little nuggets of uh, of 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 boosters throughout the day and the week, especially. And so to like see a dude like that and go, Oh man, like not even, not even that was guaranteed. Like this guy truly <clears throat> has turned uh, his name and brand and, and everything he's doing. Uh, he, he did it by just fucking putting the pedal to the metal and, and being a good dude. <clears throat> you know, when I got engaged, he sent me like 15 bottles of his tequila and, sent me a really sweet message and then posted my stand up on his Instagram. And, and uh, he's just fucking, he's a normal dude, man. He's just like, I mean, sh- we'll joke the way you and I would joke and just rip it up. I mean, he's that guy. And then, uh, and then, you know, business got a real savvy business head, obviously, but um, you know, and we have the same workout regimen, which is great. You know, we can yeah. lift the same amount of weight. So that was like an the same amount of cod every day, same amount of cod Our cheat meals are pretty, uh, pretty dialed into the to the same but yeah <clears throat> so the show is is that and i, th- I think it's uh gonna come out early next year and it's cool too just being a i went to um you know uh set the last few days and being just on set is like fucking you know the best and the covid protocols aren't as insane as they are in the states so that's another reason why they did it out here when things were up in the air in los angeles i think this was supposed to get going in la in may and then uh, there was no real timetable for things to return. So they were like, well, you can do it in Australia. So they brought it here and people were in masks and we get tested. <clears throat> but again, like once you quarantine and get out, you're rocking and rolling. So that's awesome because I was talking to one of the producers and he was just like, yeah, man, like, you know, not that it's it's more of a job when you take out the the things of getting able to hang out and really, you know, bump around on set like you should like normally would and be able to like chum it up with people and not worry about, you know, and, and having people directing remotely, like all the things that I think are, you know, happening in, in certain instances in the States. So that part is like a dream. And then, uh, and then just, you know, seeing some of these guys that are playing the wrestlers, they look exactly like them and his family is all, uh, dialed in and, and, um, it's cool, man. It's, um, and then having days off to be able to go feed kangaroos and, and hold koalas and, it's pretty cool. Did you see that video I posted of me with the kangaroos? 
I haven't seen it yet. Oh, man, you got to check it out. There's this sanctuary called the Lone Pine Sanctuary where you can go, you know, feed, feed kangaroos and whole koalas do all the bullshit. And, uh, and the kangaroos, they're, they're real old. They're just like, and they're also jacked for no reason. They're just like fucking doing dips all day long, prepping for God knows what. And so, uh, and so they're laying in this little field and I go out and lay, lay next to them. I'm feeding them. And uh, I equated it to like the way they slobber the seeds out of your hand is like the way like if you ever see a drunk girl eat Rice Krispies out of her hand at like four in the morning, just like <laughs> it's better without milk. Like it's it's basically how a kangaroo uh, digests food. And so um, and so I'm, I'm laying there feeding them. And then the guide's like, you should lay down next to them because they were all sleeping. A couple of the ones that that uh, that weren't eating. And so I laid down behind one and started kind of spooning it, got real close and then I had my buddy come around the corner and uh, I go, hey, wake me up and say, uh, just say Adam and then I'm going to wake up and, uh, and say some water. So he comes around and he goes, Adam. And I sit up and I go, what's up? And the kangaroo that I'm spooning goes like that and sits up too and looks right at the camera. And then I go, who won the election? This is on like Friday, I think. So we hadn't found out yet. And he goes, oh, nobody yet. And I go, oh. And then I was going to say, wake me up when they do. But since the kangaroo sat up and was looking right at the camera, I go, wake us up when, when they have a winner. And he goes, all right, cool. And then I lay down. And in my head, I'm like, please, God, let this kangaroo lay down with me. And I lay down. And then the kangaroo goes, and like, lay back down, dude. It's so funny. Yeah. It's probably whisper. What's you that? Know, Your kangaroo whisper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did want to say one thing, Adam. It makes so much sense. I feel like the uni- like the stars aligned you and the rock uh i don't know becoming close and it makes so much sense that i don't know to me it makes sense for you of course that's really inspiring because you are such a hyphenate like that's the way that's what we've talked about is that i've known you for so many years yeah when you were working as wolverine at universal yeah while i was in class while you're in class but guys i'm gonna be a few minutes late i got to uh Got to do one last Avengers meeting with Storm and Captain America. And you're like, dude, it's not real. I'm like, that's no, that's not that's what they want you to think. You're like, all right, dude, just maybe come next week. But you were making videos, really funny fucking videos on your own before that was even the thing to do. Right. You know, and uh, and then you were doing stand up and you were auditioning. I mean, you were hitting it from every angle. So I bet it's interesting to look at to be around a guy like The Rock who's on steroids when it comes to uh, being a hyphenate. Yeah. Well, you know, I just, once I graduate, and I think I've talked to you both about this, but it's like, I, you know, half of the drive comes from not wanting to like truly wanting it so bad and knowing that pretty early on, like, okay, there's a lot that's just not gonna, uh, it's, it's going to take time. And I think like once I let that register, it was like, all right, try to do as much as you can control what you can control and do, you know, be working at this casting office and then get do open mics and try to make videos and try to flex all the muscles and just get as much experience, I guess, is uh, what I was trying to do until an opportunity came that I uh, so that I would feel like ready from doing all this stuff, because even doing like stupid, you know, little sketches and whatnot, that's still it created like a set environment more or less. So it was like, and that's why I was such a big advocate for that. Like once I started doing it to other people where I was like, you know, and once I met some guys that were a little more professional and really, you know, had a more of a setup with lights and, and taking sound uh, more uh, 
um, appropriately. It, it was uh, it was like, oh, wow. OK, I got to try to create that stuff as much as possible so that when I get to it, it's not going to feel so that when I guest star on According to Jim, I'm not nervous around Mr. Belushi. Um, but uh, which, by the way, here's another great example of how you think <laughs> the, how the business, how just there's no rhyme or reason. It's like that was the first TV job I booked. Right. 2007, two years out of college. And I'm like, oh, dude, I booked that. It was season premiere, a guest star, three scenes. I was like, I literally in my head was like, here we go. Buckle up, baby. According to Jim, next thing you know, Spielberg's going to be online too, you know. And, uh, and dude, I don't think I booked another job until 2012 or 2013. And, uh, but, but again, had I not been like at least two years of um, – and this is pre-podcast, but just videos and and obviously working at Universal and doing open mics, just trying to being in class, trying to like fill the slate. I wouldn't have been as uh, scared to be in that middle ground of not booking anything because I was like, well, I got shit to keep busy with and to keep keep uh, try to keep uh, you know honing all the uh, weapons so that uh, and, until the next thing comes around. But yeah, he's doing it on a different level. That's you know not even human. I think, though, like what, what, what I hear from that, Adam, and having known you for so long, it's not that you would never get frustrated. But I think you and I have talked many times about some of the people we've been exposed to over the years who've kind of like fallen off, you know, kind of like, um, I don't know, got so, um, what word am I looking for? Discouraged? I guess discouraged or just the wind was taken out of their sails. Yeah. And, and guess what? that happens to everybody. Like yeah. the amount of times I've I'm like, look, it, you're not doing it right. If you don't at some point feel like a, is it never ever going to happen? And, 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 you know, that's relative to everybody, but like, am I never going to get some opportunity that, that, you know, whether it's, you know, I, I don't think we just get one to make or break uh, something, but I, if you're not feeling like letting a little doubt creeper and a little whatever, then I don't think you're going for it as hard as you could be right. because, uh, because that's only natural to, to on the flip side of being like, man, I am just, I know how much I'm giving of myself. I know what it requires. And I know that I'm meeting that and um, you know, all those efforts that are required. And, and so to what's up, Chuck, Charlie, Hey, Charlie. Yes, dude. I thought you how long have you been hiding behind your dad's back? <laughs> that 20 was- minutes. <laughs> no, <laughs> nice, dude. What a good hiding spot. Dude, he's like 6'5 now. What's up, Gavin? Um, yeah, so so uh, the wind out of the sails, dude, the days where I've just, I mean, it's, it. but again, and it's very cliche, and I'm, and I'm not going to, you know, entirely say it, but like how you respond to those when I would let myself get down, I was like, dude, let yourself get down. Uh, and it still happens, you know, or frustrated or discouraged, whatever. And then just allow yourself to sit in that feeling so that you know how, you know, shitty it is. And then obviously, you know, everybody knows how to right that wrong and get out of that feeling and what is required of them. And you also can be honest with yourself so quickly about why you're feeling like that. Like if I started to have these certain things, I was like, well, what are you not doing, man? Like, you know. And, and I could break it down pretty quickly and then try to hopefully uh, act on it. But, you know, nobody's perfect. But I do think one of the things that you like fundamentally get that I think 
I didn't getting out of school. And I feel like a lot of people don't is that like part of your responsibility is output. Like you actually have to have something to show for, whether that's class or a funny video or a stand-up set or a podcast, like professionals have output at some point. And if we're just waiting for that first, according to Jim thing, and then we'll show them when I get those three scenes, like that's the opposite order. And I feel like that's something that it, looking at your career and your work, it's just like, it seems really clear. He made a lot of work. He got better making a lot of work. And then they paid him more to do that work. And you still make all that shit. And I feel like that, that's such a, it's hard to do, but it's a simple answer. Like of have output, you know, and I would also say that when it's just about output, you weren't, you didn't predetermine how it was supposed to look. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like it might come from voiceover, like where you as, and as that might provide some financial relief. I might do a great voiceover gig. I might get some guest stars. I might be a series regular. I'm going to keep on doing stand up. I'm going to open. I, I maybe you have certain, uh, you know, with more experience, you start to your ambitions change a little bit about like certain things you'd like to do. But I think Brian's right on. But I, I will say, even from knowing you way back when it there was a there was just a hunger to do stuff and you were excited to do that. And it feels like it's only gotten, I think success has only made you more excited to keep uh, uh, excavating and exploring. Totally. I mean, yeah, I always try to keep that in the back of my mind that it's like, and and that's when I would have those down days or the winds, you know, sucked out of your, uh, your womb or whatever the fucking, what's the saying? The winds, what is it? Sales, sales. When the, when the when placenta is taken out of the womb. Sure. When sure, the sure. catheter comes out of your uh, urethra for the fellas, make it more relatable. Um, Ooh, uh, yeah, I, I was, uh, I was like, man, if it ever stops, like if I'm truly, if, if I'm not allowing, if I'm getting in the way of the fun aspect of any of it, then like, not quit, but just like be very cognizant of that and don't, you know what I'm saying? Where if I'm stressing myself out over things that, get, that are usually things you can't control, right? Like things that you're, I think a lot of the stress from this business, and I'll speak just <clears throat> from my own experience, like it's the comparing to your peers, people you've come up with, um, things that you didn't get a chance to have an opportunity for because of X, Y, and Z, maybe representation, maybe you didn't have enough on your plate, jobs you got close on that you just didn't get because of look or or um, or again, you know, relationships that people on your team had or didn't had have. Um, but I was like, all right, if I'm like, again, like you, it's on you to quickly, you know, uh, stop that forward movement of like, whatever's trying to strip the fun away from it because that's the whole fucking reason I wanted to do any of this in the first place. And, uh, you know, and that's again, even to go back to like quarantine, I was like, all right, well, what can I do to keep myself active and busy? It's going to be productive, but also, you know, try to make, I mean, I even made this stupid, uh, quarantine video that (laughs) the rock posted on his Instagram about, uh, just being in quarantine. And, uh, is that how that started your relationship with the, no, that started. If you really want to know, I, mean, I would love because I think this story is great and hits all of the same stuff. Well, so so Gwyneth Paltrow has a company called Goop, I believe, or it's a website where it's like women's so good health products, right? It's like a like bath bombs for your butthole and like candles for um, gels, and she's you know I don't know what you ladies are doing there, but whatever it is, she's she's got the stuff that you need, and she had candles. I saw a thing that said they smell like her vagina. And on this article I saw, it said they sold out like 
immediately 75 bucks just fucking really wonka style everyone grabbed them up and uh and so i was like that's insane so and look my relationship with social media is so you know i've always been very uh apprehensive to really get fully involved because I feel like I'm in my phone enough and I, I truly hate it, but it's like, it, it's such a necessary part of not only like to keep your shit out there. You never know who's on it. Case in point right here, but like, or who's seeing whatever it's almost like, you know, when you're doing stand up in LA, you want to be workshopping stuff always and always be coming up with new material and, and use that stage for you. But there is a little added pressure, which I think is good of of wanting to crush every time because you're like oh you never know who's out there you know what i'm saying and um and and sometimes those things can translate into opportunities but but when i'm putting stuff up on social media it's like i usually have to force myself to do it but that's why i try to like find something fun or find a niche or something different and i was really amping that up during the quarantine i was like that's one thing i'm going to really try to do is really be just coming up with different shit every day three or four things that are completely different from each other and uh and try to you know, uh, garner a little bit more of an audience, which was, which was happening. And so the, because I was in that mindset again, and I didn't want to be, but I was like, this is going to be a way to be creative, creatively fulfilling and keep me busy. And, uh, and so I, uh, I saw this picture of the candle and I, again, was in that mode of like jokes and putting shit up. So I was like, all right, I'm going to post about this and make a joke that like, there's a guy who's the guy equivalent that should be making a ball scented candle was like the joke or whatever. It's just real stupid and simple. And I was like, well, it's not, not, her, not her husband, Chris Martin. That was when my head went, or ex-husband, immediately. I was like, who's like a real dude? It was like, oh, The Rock. And I never tag people in shit like that because I'm just like, I once drunkenly DM'd Katy Perry on Twitter to come to my show in New York because I saw she was in New York. And that, that was a low point. <laughs> Guess what? If she came to the show, you pervs, uh, that would have been a great night. But, uh, but that, was all, that was already me being like, all right. I have too, we have too much access to try, to try to connect like that. But I was like, oh, I'm going to tag him. I know he's a fan of comedy and just, I don't know, fucking, I don't even really know why, the rhyme or reason. Next thing you know, I started getting all these DMs from people being like, dude, how do you know The Rock? How do you know The Rock? I'm like, everybody knows The Rock. What the fuck are you talking about? And then I, look at the, I look at the picture and he had commented on it and then started following me. And this whole comment about, you know, all these entertainment sites picked it up. It was, I said, he said something about brother. I've been trying to get that going for a while, but the candle wax keeps burning my dick and all this stuff and whatever. And then he followed me on Instagram. You know, he's got 200 million only follows like 340 people. So now I'm like, all right, now he can see my, now he can see my messages. So I wait like a couple hours and then shoot him a message, blah, 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 this and that. Thanks for this. Blah, 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 blah. Jumanji rules. I fucking want to, want to hang out, which is <laughs> all this stuff. I was too, you know, too too quick uh, on the jump. Says scene, didn't respond. I go on Spade Show the next week. I'm talking about it, telling the story, how The Rock's ghosting me. Then I'm kind of turning into a joke on Adam Carolla. I'm talking about The Rock's ghosting me. <laughs> and then I'm on my birthday up in Seattle. Uh, it's my birthday. My mom's giving me some fucking socks. And I'm just like, ah, it's COVID birthday. Socks from Putin. Just like, all right, you know, it could be worse. And, uh, and then I see two messages pop up on my Instagram from the rock and i'm like oh shit this publicist is probably being like dude stop asking him to do your fucking podcast so i listened to it and it was him and this like an eight minute message of being like brother just hey i just never check my dms i just want to come over and tell you how much a fan of your comedy i am i've been following you for a little bit and and uh you're just uh you're just killing a man and and um just really funny and your crowd work clips i love your stand up and hope you're doing well hope the family's good hope you're able to still find a way to to get things done and be creative during this time and 
so sorry. You're probably like, this guy's such an asshole. Your post was so funny and blah, blah, blah. And hopefully we can get a glass of tequila when this is all over. And I'm just like jaw dropped again. So I'm like message back. I'm just like, yeah, man, here's my number. Whenever you want, you know, uh, cheesecake. My buddy works at the cheesecake factory. You fly up to Seattle. I'm here right now, you know, and, uh, and again, no, no response. So I was like, God damn it. And, uh, and then I got the audition for, uh, for the, for the show. And, sent in the audition and I was like, you know what? I'm going to at least message him on Instagram. He can like that. I, cause he's an EP and just that I sent for, maybe, I don't know if it was from him, but just like, let him know. And so I did. And I was at Chappelle's uh, little summer camp thing that he had set up in Ohio. And I get a text from, Hey, it's DJ, the rock in parentheses. She got a chance to get on the phone tomorrow. And again, I'm just like, somebody's fucking with me. I talked about this for a while that it, that about how he was ghosting me. Plenty of friends have my number. Like somebody is just, you know, you're just not, I don't know. Certain people just are larger than life. And I'm just like, there's no, you know, and then uh, I called him back the next day and and then he uh, told me, got the part. And then we chatted for about 30 minutes and then chatted a couple of days later for uh, almost a couple hours about all sorts of shit and family and sports and movies. And, you know, both our, uh, you know, mom's doing the single mom thing and, and, uh, and, uh, you know, at one point we were talking about the XFL and and he the uh, term he used to describe like how chaotic like that first run was was like I think it was like a fuck barn or something he said or <laughs> I was like I go dude if you and I don't open a frozen yogurt place called Fuck Barn we are a disappointment to our uh, to our families and he's like no Fuck Barn's got to be a late night pizza place and then we just like we're ripping <laughs> on all sorts of just stupid shit for I mean it was just it was really cool and it put me also at uh, an enormous amount of ease for just this whole experience and again again it like on a weird level was so comforting to be like man a guy that's just and we talked about too i you know ended up just my podcasting bullshit kicks in and i start asking questions that you know i'm just genuinely interested in and and trying to extend the conversation by the way as long as possible because i don't know if this is going to be the last time we chat but uh he just had such a good perspective about like the business and family and being taking care of yourself and being disciplined and like, and also just thinking big, you know? And, and, and again, you're like, Oh, he's just said and done. Cause you've always been that way. And it's like, man, he just truly, uh, you know, put one foot in front of the other. And, and yeah, all the things that we all talk about that are necessary as far as like luck and right place at right time. And, and, um, but at the core of it, man, it's like, he even said this about me with one of my crowd work clips. He goes, you know, what I dig about you, man. It's the same thing I used to do in wrestling and that I do uh, um, in uh, everyday life. He goes with your crowd work. He goes, you, you hit them and then you hug them. He goes, I saw that you were busting this guy's balls for having a weird voice in the crowd. And he goes, and you were like, you fucked with them. He's like, cause you got to fuck with people. He's like, we got to do that to each other. He's like, but you, you hit him and then you hug him. And then you start talking about how he's got a cool voice and you, how long has he had that cool voice? And you started coming up with products that he could be a do VO for and all this stuff. And you made him feel good. And he's like, and you know what that he's like, that says that, that you're a good guy and that you're, you're, you know, blah, blah, blah. He's like, and that shit matters, man. And this and that. And, and, you know, and it was again, like just a guy like that, that you go, man, there's, probably so many instances where he's been in control of things where you're like, you know, you could probably lose your cool or, or whatnot, but um, that resonated big time. I was, uh, one of our teachers was doing a part on ballers and oh, I always cool. remember, and he was saying um, that one of the actors in the scene with him, it was also with the rock, but the actor that was with him just 
could not get his line down, like just kept on fucking up the lines. Yeah. And that the rock just stood there patiently. And even after take after take, the rock was actually incredibly kind and goes, Hey man, we've all had days like this. We've all had days like that. And to me, that is a, uh, I mean, I think that does tell you a lot about him because he could have easily just said, he could have easily walked off and just has say, just use my stand. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. Good juju. Can I, can I ask, I want to, I want to interrogate something here. Can you tell me about Dave Chappelle's summer camp? <laughs> yes, that, please. I want to hang out there. Oh, God. Man. Yeah. That was just like, I mean, that was like, that was my make a wish. I mean, that whole, that guy is so, so, uh, on another level, not only uh, creatively, but it's like he's so thoughtful. He's so present. And uh, I mean, I met him at the comic store a handful of times. Not memorable things. He meets so many people. His uh, tour manager is a, a, a buddy of mine. And so that's how I went out there. And uh, Jaleel White's uh, known Dave for a minute and, and he's a homie. And so he was like, yeah, we should try to go out there. And so I hit up uh, my bud and, and told us where to go and where to whatever and what weekend and and. Yeah, it's just what he created out there, first of all, is bonkers um, because it was a way for people to to keep get, getting yeah, stage time. And then, yeah, and jobs, all the jobs. And this is Yellow Springs, Ohio, where he, you know, uh, split time between there and D.C. I think his dad moved there. And so and then he's been there for 20 plus years, I believe, and just really, you know, owns the town. But in a not in a dickhead way, like he. Moves and shakes, people fucking, hey, it's, there's Dave. It's like not a crazy thing. And I think that's what he digs about it. The airport, you know, where they charter their planes. Like is that, 10, town, 10 minutes the, is yeah. that town where he did his the Netflix special? Yes. Uh, eight minutes, 11. So yes. that's, that's about, okay. Yes. Great. And so, uh, and that's where he was just on Letterman's uh, interview right. show. And and I think they're making a doc about the whole thing. Because when I was there, it was like Louie and Sarah Silverman and, and Tiffany Addish and Common and Talib Kweli and, and, um, uh, John Mayer uh, came in. They did their show on one night, and John's just fucking just serenading the opening. They do the show. They have done a, a touring a bunch where John does like a forty-five minute set. Dave does forty-five of stand up, and then they do like an hour and a half together, and it's just awesome. And John's like very funny, and just they and it's it's just awesome, dude. They're just chatting, and they're both so, for lack of a better word, brilliant and and good gabbers. And uh, and and we're sitting there in the green room watching before he goes on stage, and. And uh, John's playing just real sweet and everyone's leaning forward, just listening. All the girls are just like in awe. And Dave just goes, he's like, how am I supposed to follow this fucking bullshit? And then he just goes, he looks up at the, at the sky and he goes, pussy jokes, don't fail me now. <laughs> and then he, and then he, uh, and then he goes out there and just slays. And, uh, but he, throughout the whole time, man, he was so kind to me. And like, you know, I was in the, the, the small group of people that was, you know, doing things throughout the day and chatting me up and, when he found out I got this, because it was that morning. Uh, you mean the, the this JRS happy hour conversation, right? This, when he found this out book. I booked this, yeah. he goes, man, I heard you doing John and Brian show. And I was like, <laughs> Dude, it's I know. And he's like, over Zoom in real life. And I was like, over Zoom. He's like, oh, man, ho hoping for that. Hoping to see John's beard up close. And I was like, <laughs> I know, man. So someday. But he was but they were fired up for me. Um, That's good. <laughs> and uh, and he was like, is Brian going to freeze halfway through? And I was like, guaranteed. Uh, guaranteed. Okay, yeah. And, yeah. uh, but, you. but again, he was so like, uh, uh, just kind with all his time, gave me a lot of cool moments and on stage, dude, I mean, he's my favorite comic. It's, there's just no question about it. 
And at this level still, it's like, I mean, how uh, tapped in and, and the way he can, uh, you know, craft a thought and deliver it. In, I mean, I just got my mom and, and, and stepdad, who's, what, 76, into Chappelle the last probably four or five years. And they watched his SNL monologue, and we're just both so blown away. My stepdad's just all about him now. I mean, I'm just like, dude, you need to you gotta watch this special. You got to watch this. His Mark Twain acceptance speech. He's oh just God. so able to talk. He's a true man of the people. I mean, he doesn't feel like he's talking over you, just talking right to you. And um, But, again – and it was always I was always uh, real trepidations about being around him and talking to him that much because I was like I don't want to develop a friendship with him because he is like a hero to me, and so even being around that much was a little like nerve wracking. And then it was so uh, just a- amazing, for lack of a better word, to like be like God, he's so good on and off the field, right? And takes care of so many people, and is truly all about the art, man. And and that's uh, that's something that is like you know, in comedy, especially, and right now, even more so like to have a voice like that, that is just not even just no fear whatsoever. And, and, and saying, I think what a lot of people uh, are thinking, but, but that was a, a cool experience. And, and uh, again, though, to even go back to the, you know, keeping in touch and, and working hard and not being a douche like that, my buddy who's Chappelle's tour manager, just kept in, he saw me at a show early on, like maybe three years in, and we just kind of, became buds and kept in touch and and then he just was always real cool with uh allowing me to like you know if dave was coming to the comedy store he'd let me know late night so i'd scoot over there or sometimes i was on stage one time dave was going to go up and bump me and he like so he's at the comedy store and whenever he wants to go up he goes up and my buddy who's a tour manager was like when are you up and i was like i'm going up next and he was i was like dude please do not and he's like no, no no i'll tell dave to wait one more and so he had him like wait so i could go up and then i brought up dave which was even cooler um but uh, again, I just those experiences are cool, cool for the gram, obviously. But you know what? Like, I just try to n- not let it be lost on me of like being around somebody's energy like that, and just not being lost on how Dave uh, operates as a person, and uh, and how uh, and, and you know use it as almost fuel to the fire to challenge challenge yourself on on not just stand up and writing levels, but but just you know human being levels yeah when 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 everyone was going to ohio when you were were you getting paid or was it all oh, no no no. Free? oh no no that that was that was all uh um just for the experience you know what i'm saying like just the yeah um but uh, i know that some people like julio and i flew out to i think dayton and then um got picked up and went to yellow springs was maybe about an hour away but guys that were in LA um, or New York, I think like Sarah and Donnell Rawlings, they all came, they chartered a plane for them. Um, but again, these are real, real close uh, homies. So, um, but, but yeah, it was cool. And, and, you know, that's being able to do shows during this time too, has been great to flex that muscle. And even being out here in Brisbane, like the States, more and more clubs are starting to get going now and more little weird shows are popping up, but out here they're just rocking and rolling. So I'm, doing shows almost every night and, and the audiences are cool and real generous and, and uh, savvy. And, and um, there's some things that fly over their heads reference wise. You just try to stay away from that. But um, what was yeah. the uh, standup experience like here in the, in the real quarantine times? Like wasn't 
I feel like I heard the places at the comedy store you could come in and no one else would be there and they'd be like broadcasting your set to like a Zoom room or shit. Like, well, what, what was happening? Stuff, yeah, they started doing stuff in the window of the original room. And I think that's still going on. They tried to get shows going in the uh, in the patio um, but uh, or the, the parking lot, but then L.A. County shut it down. It sucks. L.A. is having a tough time getting going. And, you know, New York, I think clubs were getting going outside and whatnot, and that might n- now change because of the weather. But most most comedy clubs are now getting the COVID protocols down as far as and the ones I did like in May uh, were kind of nailing it right out of the gate, like Utah and Portland and, and, and Arizona. And as far as 50 percent capacity, masks for the uh, staff, temperatures. But, you know, they were still real cautious about being indoors and whatnot. And I think that's kind of going away a little bit. But also it depends on where cases are um, going down. But uh, stand up slowly getting its groove back. Um, and you see that, too, because. These driving shows people were doing, which aren't great. If you have a big following, I totally get it. Burt Kreischer was crushing that and these huge driving shows and did one at the uh, Rose Bowl with Tom Segura. And I've done a few of the shows with car with just cars, and it sucks. But again, if I had a huge following, could make some money and, and create some fun like that, would do it in a heartbeat. Um, but the the live interaction with the audience, you just can't. There's no replacement for that. Um, so uh, hopefully they to get that going more so. And this is like such a, you know, I had some people were talking to me, um, younger comics early on there. It's like, like, yeah, I'm not missing out. I don't, not, I don't have anything to write about. I was like, all right, well, you know, they're like, I just have these basic, you know, I just have some COVID jokes and some this and that. It's like, well, you know, you got to be more active in trying to create, you know, something like, obviously like I was with my dad while my stepmom was on hospice for like four months. So not that hospice is the funniest of material, but you know, after a while, life tragedy plus time equals comedy. And there was a lot of stuff there. Where I was like, all right, well, this is my life right now. And it's a big chunk of it. And so uh, I'm definitely going to pull some stuff. I mean, even just right out of the gate, a buddy of mine texted me at one point during was like, Hey, blah, blah, blah. You know, what's going on? Like you chat. And I was like, Hey, uh, I'm gonna have to hit you back. with my dad, my, my stepmom's on hospice. And like 10 minutes later, he hits back and he's like, dude, I feel like such an asshole. I thought you said your stepmom was on Hostpice. I thought that was a new dating app. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> I was like, well, she is, she is moving on. So you're not totally off, but, um, uh, all right. Don't make that face. This is, I thought we were having a good time. What is, <laughs> are you still doing your podcast out there? Yeah. 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 Just, uh, just zooming it. You know, there's the studio. I do it in LA is still, uh, still rolling, but, um, Zoom is is the way. And some people are just not cool with doing uh, live in person yet. I think more and more people are getting a little, you know, it just depends, again, like on where you are. But a lot of the people that I've been doing recently are in places that I wouldn't be able to get them live uh, anyway. Like, you know, just had Sue Bird uh, after, you know, the WNBA uh, legend and my buddy Mark Normand and, and um, uh, you know, Joe McHale coming up. And, and these people are, even if they're in L.A., they're not uh it's it's all timing too and then just comfort level about you know how much uh you know again how much um you know uh how many cases are are floating around where they're at but yeah that's that's been another great outlet to you know not only just talk about things that are going on but just be a break you know be a a break to shoot the shit because that's one thing i really miss i'm sure you guys do is being around like even some of these young comics at these clubs just to bullshit with somebody like yeah. oh man you forget how much that and it it took me a minute too to to find my rhythm with like chatting but it's a you know it's not like you lose 
your ability to to make small talk, but like even that at like comedy clubs or or whatever podcasting is filling uh, that void for sure. Yeah, I think. You know, it's funny for classes, we've been having like bagel days where we'll meet at a park. Social. Oh, cool. Oh, I was going to ask. So you, you do, you start out doing them like this and now it's all outdoor or what? No, we haven't done any classes. Just like it's outside of class. It's like, let's all meet at a park. Oh, cool. cool, cool. It's not during class time. It's It's not during class time. Just for the hang. But just to see people in person, you know, I mean, most actors are to a certain extent extroverts. You are picking up off people's energy. And that is a thing to do over the screen, you know. But I do think, I mean, I'm sure it's going to be fascinating to watch what elements uh, we keep of this when we're able to go back. Because I think a lot of things will stay. I mean, think about it right now, Adam. You can get any guest, you know, like where where they are. They could be you're you're in Australia right now. I mean, that's yeah. extraordinary. This is nothing. We would have never thought about this in February. Yeah. You would I know. say, sorry, John, I can't. I'm traveling. I'm going to be in Australia. And I'm like, well, fuck. Yeah. 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 It's man. I, I hope that there's not too much of the, uh, this that replaces like human interaction, but it probably will for, what do you think for auditions? I mean, that's probably out the door, right. For a little bit. That's too many randos. Just self tapes were already what people were doing. So yeah, just, right. Yeah, and I also just think um, people are also realizing how much you can see in this little rectangle. Like even right now, Adam, if I were reading you for a role, like I can feel you. I can feel your personality. I don't actually need to. See, I don't necessarily need to see you in person. As long right. as I can see some clips of what you look like on screen, you know, and it's something you've been in, that's a good frame of reference. So right. I think it's. I think it's even changing producers and casting directors' ways of operating. I think that they've been kind of into this forced learning process over the last months, and I think that is definitely going to inform the way they want to spend their time. How are you guys? Uh what's been the biggest challenge and not to, not to go all Katie Couric on you, but is like, <laughs> is, uh, <laughs> is that a gotcha say- question? That feels like a gotcha question. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm not, I'm not no, doing no. that. No, no, no. Let me ask you this. Would it have been, I think I would have probably Katie Couric to me was always the better of the pairing between her and Matt Lauer. But then once he was like, I've got a sex button. P.S. You're like, all right, now it's definitely Couric. Yeah. But guess what? What if it comes out that she has one too? Like uh, there's a double standard there. Do we go? Yeah, but she, it was a joke. All right. Um, <laughs> what's the challenge? <laughs> what's the challenge? The thing that really has, has made you guys have to, I guess, uh, dig a little deeper to, to um, not only be accommodating to, to the, uh, you know, the world that you're living in and what you provide to so many and the service you guys are doing for so many people uh, breaking in, living in succeeding in the business what was the the one of the things i'm sure that you were really like man we got to get this right so that we can keep keep uh, some forward movement what do you think john we have to get uh, you mean as far as making the transition yeah just like so that people stayed uh, motivated and like was there extra pressure that you even felt to make sure that you stayed uh, available to pe- you know what I'm saying? Was it just an immediate thing like, hey, we're zooming now? But like, I don't know that like 100 percent. I, I think I think I I was very aware when all this happened 
on March 15th or 16th, I'm like, this is bad. This is not going to stop for a very long time. So when people were saying two weeks, I'm like, I don't think you shut the world down for two weeks. Like this is going to spread. And I could just feel everyone's anxiety. And you could just tell that like jobs, jobs were already getting lost. So the main thing for me, and I think the staff was, we have to make sure that they feel there's as much continuity as humanly possible. Like that they feel like we're still here. Right. Do you know what I mean? So we immediately yep. made a huge uh, transition right away. And, um, and to also honor where people have been at just regarding, you know, we, the, financially, um, all that stuff, and that there would be an adjustment period. Um, and I think, you know, there have been a lot of classes that have just stayed together because of anything, like you said, you know, you need home, you need a community, and you need to keep on working on your on your craft. I would say like one of the challenges uh, just teaching is like, I really, I actually, I like it. It just takes a lot more energy. It takes infinitely more energy because you have to keep uh, every, at least try to keep everyone really engaged and really keep witness to all 16 people in a room yeah. to where you're calling, you know, like you can't, uh, all eyes are on, you know, the people are performing and you don't have that physical energy in a room. Do you know what I mean? I think yeah. when you're in person, just feeling that person next to you laugh yes. is going to breathe life into you. Yes. And one person's joke, like you, Adam, being in a room and just like making a joke is just that literally adds 30 minutes to the lifespan of a, of a class. Oh, for sure. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So wow. I think, uh, I think that's what it is. It's just, it is different with, because it's not three dimensional and there's just something about human contact. Like you were saying those two weeks, but you made it work, right? Yeah. Quarantine. Yeah. And it's like, at the end of the day, you're like, all right. Also, you know, I had enough, uh, COVID, it's not even real. It's not even real. You know, nobody's, look, Baron got it. That kid's fat as fuck. And he's fine. He's fine. He's a giant Oompa Loompa. Looked like Frankenstein. I mean, there was too many things to absorb, I guess. And, you know, weird documentaries and, and, uh, and, and I mean, I'm not very good at, at binging shows and stuff. Uh, I don't know if you guys have any new things you can tip me off to, but. I'd like watch, you know, I'd go back and forth. I'd be like, all right, I'm going to watch The Wire finally. And then 10 minutes in, I'm like, dude, Boy Meets World was a good show. I wonder yeah. how many seasons are on Amazon Prime. And then I'd be like, and then 10 minutes in, then I'm like, Topanga still looks good. What does she look like now? Then I'm Googling. <laughs> then you're watching Girl Meets World like 10 I'm minutes later. Girl right? Meets World, then 10 seasons later, I'm fucking, it's 6 a.m., you know, and I'm. You're on the Fuller it. House now, and it's I'm just. Fuller, yeah, it's just a, a 90s spiral. Um, but yeah, you got you got engaged during quarantine. Yeah, Mazeltov. Thank you. you. Was it just a, a, just like I got to do something during quarantine kind of idea, or? Uh, yeah, it was like, dude, I'm <laughs> fucking so bored. <laughs> I, I gotta do something. I gotta do something. What? And she was sitting there, and uh, and I had found the ring, uh, and it was just like, I was like, do you want? You want that? You want she was like, what? Um, no, it's uh, it's great. It definitely amped things up, I think, for sure. Just being around each other this much. 
you know, the good and the bad. I think the the uh, discrepancies that that the quarantine provided, we like got through, you know, uh, ish. And uh, but just way more good times than bad. And just realizing, too, because, yeah, we're both in a pretty good routine of working and being home. Uh, I mean, I was definitely there was not a night I wasn't taking off show wise. You know what I'm saying? And especially uh, it just in, in pockets of things. We go to her folks in Arizona or my folks in, in Seattle or my pops in Oregon. That would be maybe a time. But even then, I would try to always be build that around shows which then was like a can we do something where it's not around that and then and then uh so to have that kind of come to a, a, a stop and be around in the evenings was great for us and for my psyche and to actually try to get more sleep and and to again it just it was like having space in my brain and day for something for other thoughts and other whether it was work related or life related or um uh and it just made us, uh, you know, get along better. And then we got a dog, got a dog named Pickles, who is, uh, it's her birthday, actually, uh, today. Not to upstage your anniversary, John. Yeah, 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 great. Uh, but Pickles, years. my dog. Yeah, 17 years, whatever. What, live one year as a dog and then talk to me. Um, no, that's, by the way, happy anniversary. You and, uh, if we want to talk about the the star couples in, in all of our lives, it's John and Gabby Rosenfeld. Let's just be honest. Gabby was literally talking about you, Adam, a couple of weeks ago. She, we were just walking. She's like, do you remember when Adam and Scott took us to Mommy Burger? Like, oh, yeah. I love that. This was yeah. literally. That was 15 years ago. I was like 15 reached out. <laughs> and I was just like, God, I just love that guy. Oh, man. Yeah, you guys are the best. It is It is cool to, um, to uh again, to keep in touch with people that make you feel good. And also, you know, uh, you just hit the jackpot. You know, you got, I mean, she's just killing it on all fronts. And you guys, every time I see you, whether it's live or on the on the interwebs, you guys look like you just got done picking out a hammock for your summer home. And I was like, <laughs> oh, God, we get it. You're happy and your kids, the shit. Uh, but anyway, Pickles, my dog, is another great source of, um, of uh, just – I don't know, love and just something else to focus on. Having things to focus on that aren't your own shit. That's another thing that has been, and you know, whether that be fiance now and, and pup, like I was so nervous about having a dog to, uh, uh, to, to take care of. Cause I'm like, Oh, I'm gonna have to get up so early and take her out and do this. And then it's like been a blessing to just get me out of my head sometimes. And even going outside to take her for a walk, the things, the people that I meet and the things I think about and just a break from my own head, um, we were out there the other day and, and, uh, when I was home and, and pickles is a girl and, and, uh, and, and she was going up to, real friendly with other dogs. And this woman's like, Oh, and pickles is sniffing away. You know, dogs, they just go to sniff city. They just cross it up and they're just looking for treats. Um, and, uh, and she's like, Oh, my, you know, my dog usually doesn't let, uh, whatever the dog's name is, doesn't let girls, uh, sniff him. And I'm like, Oh, why is that? She's like, Oh, cause he's gay. I go, how do you know your dog's gay? She goes, the way he prances. I was like, fair enough. And uh, and I was like, and then her dog started licking or sniffing Pickles' crotch. And I was like, and she's like, whoa, that's weird. I'm like, man, Pickles has that has that magical puss. You know, Pickles is just, hey, what do you want me to, what do you want me to, what do you want me to tell you? Pickles is, hey, she's walking, she's been walking these streets for weeks. <laughs> and uh, and if you want to know how to get someone in your building to not look in your direction ever again, that's, that's pretty it. much, right? Yeah. 
that yeah. was pretty much the end of uh but yeah having a dog has been a game game changer and a lifesaver i don't know which one you give more weight to but um yeah man but the engagements have uh been been nice and uh and now it's just about i guess figuring out the wedding stuff it's she's like she wants kind of a big one i'm like it's cool if we just literally i don't know if you've seen the chipotle parking lot on la Brea and melrose but it's got a decatur and there's plenty of space you know she wants uh she wants kids you know she texts me like i'm thinking four kids i'm like new phone who did this you know <laughs> but uh so we're, we're just trying to figure it all out but is she yeah, uh, is she coming out to australia or no uh no she couldn't if you're not working out here like just not not no, happening forget it um but uh although i was on on my flight out here miles teller is out here doing a netflix movie and we were uh, sitting kind of across from each other and i was doing this football podcast with mark sanchez last year and we interviewed miles for top gun at the super bowl and so we kind of locked eyes and it was like ah. and then everyone goes to sleep and miles and i just end up getting fucked up in the front of the plane and they finally had to tell us to, to to sit down because we were making too much noise and he uh at one point kind of stumbled back into the stewardess chair and like it just kind of made enough rattling noise it's like you know middle of the night he wasn't near where the door was to open to the uh to the sky but it was enough just stumble and shake after some cocktails where you're just like oh and he uh and i go i go dude if you fall out of the plane i go just need to talk about this now what do you want me to tell your wife? He's like, dude, I'm probably just going to fall backwards and scream. Sorry for Fantastic Four. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, and he, yeah, that was, uh, that was a blast. That made the trip go by real fast. But, uh, but he, uh, he had some, some great uh, just relationship tips and, and advice, which was nice. People I'm seeing, and John, uh, uh, tell me this when, it, when you started, uh, you know, getting to the early years with, uh, with Charlie, where people around you just like, here's what to look out for. Here's what you do. Here's what you don't do. And you're like, okay, you don't have kids. So going to stop you right there. How much of that did you get? And how did you weed through it? Yeah. I don't think I got that much advice. Uh, Brian, what what are you drinking? Oh no. (laughs) No, I think fathom IPA sponsoring the podcast. You know what I think you get? I think you sometimes get the person who wants to say something, you know, especially like that. You're not doing it right. Yeah. You know, you start to see that look in their face, but then I'm really good at giving them a look, not to say anything. Yep. Do you know what I mean? Like really, you're going to pull that. Are you really going to pull the trigger on that one? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. (laughs) That's amazing. Well, how is it for you? Cause I feel like so much of like, like I remember listening to your last album and stuff. And so much of your comedy is about like still being the guy in like the back of the class, throwing stones and stuff, which I think works so well forever. But that guy getting married, are you worried about how that, how that like fits in your voice and whether your material becomes like domestic or is it just like it rolls day by day by day. You are who you are and you feel in touch with that voice. Yeah. I mean, I mean, look, I've got the Like, yeah, certainly I'm sure like there's a story I used to tell about, getting uh i was when i was with adam divine we were uh, doing shows it was opening for him and we got drunk with the kings of leon and there's this whole six minute story about me leaving there blackout drunk and then started drinking it like i was drunk by nine i ended up stealing a bottle of tequila from their green room and then got back to my hotel and like you know had uh, you know six cans of beefaroni from the hotel lounge up in my room that spilt all over the bed Maids came in in the morning, thought it was blood, called the paramedics, 
you know, people are showing up asking me what's going on, how open the door, it's bleed, there's blood everywhere. I'm like, there's fucking chunks of meat in the blood. They're like, wait, what? I'm like, no, it's not blood. I'm just saying it's pasta, it's the pasta sauce. And then, you know, come to find I was on the security cam stealing the beefaroni at like four in the morning. So like stories like that, I'll probably get, um, you know, you know, there'll probably be a few less of, the, of few those, those and more like, uh, yeah, but also, I don't know. You still got to I have some some friends back home that do a good job of uh, burning the candle at both ends. And I think it's just finding that balance. But, well, was but it, I have a question, though. Was it hard for you um, to find? I mean, obviously, this is a weird question, but like, Adam. You're getting engaged. I mean, you're engaged. You're getting married. So clearly you found the right mate. Yeah, we'll see. And yeah, there's still time. But yeah, exactly. what's up? I mean, but yeah. but you found <laughs> yeah. someone. Was it, was, is she maybe the, is she one of the first to like really understand your lifestyle? Meaning like you're on the road, you're traveling, you have a million things. Totally. That, like she, I have to imagine she must be incredibly zen about like what you, what's demanded of you. Yep. And then I think it's made she is, first of all, and a uh, trooper and and loves it, though. I mean, she now yeah. is working in our business because of uh, because of it and just loves and loves it. I mean, she's gotten so much into stand up and the things she's gotten to do and see because of it. And she's now developed an even more savvy, just comedic sensibility. But we always were on the same page, uh, you know, jokey wise, which was great. And uh but yeah, she's fully like even now it's like, you know, I've done, you know, whether it's being on the road or um, or long distance relationships like I've done being by my um, self. And so this now coming up, I think, on almost five weeks, it's the longest time we've been apart. I think it's been a few weeks before that. So that was a challenge. And I so I recognize that I need to be a little bit more available to, you know, whether it's being on FaceTime when she's going to bed. When, and maybe I'm going to bed or she can at least just be there while she's going to bed and while I'm, you know, doing work just to, you know, those things to kind of go out of your way to, to make it so that she, it's not, doesn't, you don't feel as uh, separated, but um, yeah, if I, that was, I mean, you're spot on. Like I, I think in my uh, past relationships and even um, people that I was, you know, trying to figure it out with before, just, you can tell right away if someone's, uh, gonna be just fully like if if you you know tell them one night like I got this 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 I'm not gonna be home till blah 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 cool or uh or or the day's going a certain way and something was planned and then it's got to be adjusted and this came up and I have to do this and so uh supportive of that but then it then you just have to be good and I think that's uh something I've still trying to figure out and and get good at is you know, like I just said, going out of your way to give those moments so that it's like, can we do something that's not based around shows if we go somewhere or can we um, do this or go to make plan out time to, you know, go to her friend's thing or have us go just do this or do that. And she does. And it's and then once I do it, it's like, oh, man, she, it's not like she's being demanding or greedy with it at all. So it makes me even more so um, aware of trying to um put in that effort but and that when you are it, and that when you are home you're present yeah you know but she also knows too it's like you know from you know getting a, a cool gig or doing this and that then it's like yeah you want to fucking get avocado on your subway fucking that's why i'm doing this you know <laughs> so i don't want to hear too many complaints what a gentleman <laughs> 
It's a and joke, boy, obviously. Yeah, yeah. We don't get avocado. Yeah, it's too no, much. I've been thinking about like what I should get my wife for Christmas, and I was it's good avocado on the subway. That's, yeah, um, I mean, also, I mean, what happened? Just getting the card. You know, <laughs> I'm joking. Yeah. What is what? By the way, uh, that is. Uh, yeah, my my um, uh, the presents I used to get like buddies back in the day it was so funny how I don't know what it transitioned to for gals, but like dudes, it was like sports related stuff. And then it slowly turned into like bongs and just like I, I just got one buddy like a handle of something. You know what I'm saying? Like and then razors then maybe a cologne. Then now it's just like gift cards. I think everyone's just like, fuck it. I don't know who you are. You know what I'm saying? Like you you tell me who you are. Let me know what you buy with this. So then I'll know for next time. But it's, you know, if you do go the gift card route, though, I think some sort of personal. Oh, Cynthia Garba just said, get the pussy candle. Nice. That's it. That's, it. That's the callback. That's, That's the callback. That's also, you know, maybe she works for Goop. So let's investigate that yeah. comment. Um, <laughs> I'm on it. Hold on. I gotta, I'll break it open while you guys figure it out. Um, um, I do a, a political question. It, uh, please. What's it like out there post-election? You're going to vote for Pence in 2024. <laughs> what's that? Well, I mean, how are people in Australia reacting to what the fuck is happening here? Or are they not even aware? Oh, no, they are. And I brought it up on stage one night. And then actually the, the night before the first show I went up on when I got out of quarantine was, I think, Wednesday. So it would have been Tuesday for you guys. So it was after. Yeah, it was after. Oh, it was it was the election night. Uh, so so things were going heavily, I think, Trump's way at that point or enough to where you're, you know, if that's not who you uh, picked, you're you're a little, you know, nervous. So uh, so I didn't even feel like talking about it because I was just I was like, I needed a distraction. So I'm going to talk about macaroni and cheese and farts and 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 you know kangaroo fights and whatever and so and and uh but they've they follow it man they their politics are boring as they say they're like the theatrics and of ours and just how um the drama you know how how played out it, it the 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 coverage of it theirs they just don't have that and i'm like what is that like is that just the best and I'm like yeah it's boring I'm like, so shit just, you just don't really hear about stuff until it's happening and then it gets done. And then this, and you know, um, but also you forget how America's just, I mean, America's the shit worth the fucking worth the, the epicenter of, of so many things. And uh, hearing people from the outside tell you that is really cool and fills you with pride. And you're like, yeah, fucking you're welcome for Will Smith. But then also you're like, man, we got to like, fuck like just of the the current climate and just how people are not uh not even about not seeing eye to eye but i mean look i've been traveling the country for doing stand-up all over for going on probably i don't know almost 10 years so hey man not surprised that there's people showing up on doorsteps with guns or you know or or banging on uh, voting door windows to say stop counting. Like I've met some fucking bonkers people that are just like, you want to hear it? I got a joke for you. I liked all that Jew stuff you were doing up there. I'm like, well, there was a couple jokes about being Jewish. It was more about not being in the NBA, but yeah. So 
Yeah, it was a, <laughs> there's a lot of Jew stuff, but anyway, it was good. It was good. I don't know too many Jews myself. <laughs> what is the joke? Well, what's a what's a Jewish dilemma? I'm like, I don't know. A free ham sandwich. I'm like, that is funny. Probably not. Probably not going to go in my act. He's like, you can have it free of charge. You probably like that. And I'm like, okay. So again, <laughs> I've I've and that's not. Hey, was that guy a, a Trump supporter? You know, who knows? Uh, count yes. count the teeth. Not to teeth, but but there's there's a enough people out here that are interested in uh, in in what's happening for us because they know it affects the world. And again, I think the uh, we just do a good job of making it interesting. But I was going out of my way to not really get into it. But but a lot of people were like, "No, we give a shit," and they they were all asking me as it was going down and if I'm following and what's where, you know where do I stand? And one gal I was talking to was was. Uh, you know, I've got this. Uh, I went and got a facial, which I've never uh, out of quarantine, which I think I've had three in my life. Boy, what a great time that is. Oh, man. And they had all sorts of weird. She just kept offering serums and like, here's some, you know, some kangaroo spit and some koala come and just you know, I was like, fucking don't even tell me. Just start rubbing it around. Get the bags out. And uh, and and one gal that worked there was like, is it really that big of a deal? She's like, is Trump really that bad? And I was like, wow, you just are not. Like, I was like, well, look, it depends on who you ask. Like, it's a difference of uh, of opinion. Oh, I think my COVID my COVID test is here. You guys want to stay on for that? <laughs> do we want to do, do a live? You want a live COVID <laughs> test? Let me make sure real quick. Oh my god! Oh, you're just dropping it off, right? Great. We should bring her on. Yeah, I think we should find out what she thinks of the election. Yeah, what do you right. think of the election? I wonder what her acting process is. Do you think she's she, like a Meisner trained actress? I think she keeps it close to the vest. I don't think she's going to be, uh, you know. Hearing him talk about koalas, this is literally, I believe, the one year anniversary of when I was in Australia. All my friends went to the zoo to hold a koala. And I was supposed to do a podcast with the head of an acting studio out there. So I missed it. And then my mixer blew. And then they all saw a koala. And I just didn't have a day. And I've it's... I, I want a picture with a koala. Every I was there with 13 people. Everyone else has a koala picture. I got to go back to Australia to get the koala picture. I have a picture of myself when I'm uh, 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 15 with a koala. I'm gonna Everybody's got a koala picture. Okay, let's, on the chat, everybody put your picture with a koala. Oh, my God. I at least learned um, that koalas are all drunk. Do you know about this? No, I did not know this. So they, uh, they eat eucalyptus that processes through the... Uh, through the system as alcohol and it gets them drunk and so that's why like koalas when the fires happened a year ago so many of them died because they all were fucking drunk when it was time for to like climb to get to higher elevation really yeah yeah all the koalas are pretty drunk from the eucalyptus that's astounding yeah they stick it all the way up there is it the full one that touches the nose or is it just the little swab right here? Oh man, throat and then both nostrils. Um, but hey, you know, bring it on. You know, the first one I ever did was in Seattle at a drive-thru, um, not like a, a Arby's, but it was like a drive-thru doctor, right? You pull up and yeah. the doctor's there, they do it. And I go, how many swabs? And he goes, three. And he goes, two in the nose and one, where do you think? I go, the butt? And he goes, ha <laughs> He goes, yep. And I go, Ugh. And he goes, I go, I guess you are a drive through doctor, right? And then he starts laughing. I go, I guess I can't expect you to to not make jokes like that. And then uh 
And then I go, uh, he goes, yeah, he goes, you left. He goes, I go, I go, yeah, I go, he goes also, you look like the, the guy, the type of guy that wanted a, a, a third one. I go, I do. I do. Um, the, the koalas, by the way, have chlamydia. You're right. It's actually a serious <laughs> issue. They told me that they were like, which is so funny when people tell you, they're like, you know, koalas, careful holding that koala. It's got chlamydia. You're like, I'm not going to fuck it. Like, what do you, what do you think? I'm just going to hold it. Maybe take a picture. Make love but to it. It's all fun. They are. There's a video uh, that I took of these, they're joeys, they're little baby koalas. If this doesn't make you want a koala as a pet, these things are just the cutest things ever. Um, but then they've got some other creatures that you're like, yeah, like there was a raptor show that I saw. This is probably when people are tuning out. Anyway, this has been great, you guys. Is this uh, – are we st- – <laughs> you know when you can just hear yourself going and you're like, no, this is not no, – no one, no one wants this one. A board no one story. This one. I, I do have to say, Adam, I think this is going to be a really – I think 2021 is going to be a really big year for comedy. Not that it isn't always, but I think – you know, you just look at it with all the fucking walking deads that were happening and all that. That was – <laughs> fairly prescient regarding like, okay, it was kind of looking at like, this is, there's a pandemic coming. Like, I don't think we need a lot of, nothing against Walking Dead. I don't think we need a lot of dystopian worlds right now. I feel like yeah. we've been existing in one. And yeah. I think that as far as, you know, it all goes in cycles. I think that this is going to be a huge year of need. Are you saying we should reboot according to Jim? I am. <laughs> I'm saying, you know, that- Jim Belushi off the marijuana farm and get him oh, yeah. into comedy. Oh, let's uh, bring easy. the marijuana. Bring I mean, the marijuana to the show. Take those three scenes and let's up him to a recurring guest at least. I, right? I think you are right. I, yeah, I think you are right. Though I think there's going to be like a need for, you know, the way you comfort food. Like you're going to need that in the programming form on TV, movies, but definitely comedy is like the ultimate way to to get that. And and uh, even just the stuff I've been seeing, uh, comics that I really enjoy talk about and moving forward uh, hopefully i think there's going to be just moves that are made uh for the you know for the country that are going to make people just automatically feel a little better moving forward and and have a more glass half full approach but i can already see in people's comedy like less you know uh angsty uh uncertainty uh material about covid and more like you know getting to the finish line and here's kind of and here's here's stuff that we all kind of went through and can poke fun at it without being like you know dwelling on the depressing aspects of it because i 100 percent. and also you know i think it's gonna take a long time for movie theaters well to come back or get their money back to survive and i think that just means our you know we're gonna be watching a lot of stuff on tv and I think that that's going to change the content, you know, that they're looking for and getting you up and, you know, with a mic is going to be a very, that's a doable thing that people are going to want to watch, you know? Yeah. And like, I think this would have been a great time for them to actually reboot Mad TV. Like yeah. 2021 would have been the fucking year. Dude, don't get me started, man. That fucking, By the there's way, one. People there's, don't know Adam was on at Mad TV. Yeah, but what, I mean, dude, it was, I mean, we're talking about such a miss from the CW. I mean, I thought that, I thought, I thought, I, I thought that was like how, I, I, you know, the next 10 years of my life were going to be. And uh, with a, with a brand like that and a sketch show that had such a ripe opportunity to not, uh, to be another player in the sketch game and have commentary on, 
on what's happening and and just push the envelope a little bit more than SNL uh, would like to or can get away with. But, you know, shit happens. Again, another great example in like, man, there is nothing guaranteed. That that year, I think I had hosted this show. I think Brian and I talked about this on uh, the JRS pod where it was like I hosted this game show for TBS. It was on my buddy Joey McIntyre's show acting like as his manager on a scripted show and then mad. So I was hitting all the things that I've been working on for years that I loved, you know, host, improvise, you know, straight up act and then and then sketch. And then I was like, oh, man, if all these at least just go three to five seat, like fucking cool. All the hard work got me to here and then all just gone the next year. And it's like. Cool. Stand up and podcast and then create the like, where am I creating? Where's the next thing I need to put my attention to? But like, fuck, man. I mean, that was such a I mean, as high as as you can get and then just fucking right back down. Um, But uh, I feel like just like America over the last week, you know, similar just to feel. Yeah. Wow. Uh, Right. Right. (laughs) Um, We're going to be fine. We're going to be fine. We are going to be fine. Um, Take your MAGA dog leash if you bought one and just, you know. Return it. Just return it. (laughs) Dude, the amount of merch. By the way, there have been, let's just quickly acknowledge some of the amazing, not only memes, but videos. I just posted one of (laughs) somebody cut of Britney Spears. Uh, uh, on the when she was a judge on the X Factor, telling letting somebody go from the show, and it spliced him with his sixty minute interview. And when she's I like, "There's just something with your voice that's like just not working," and then it, and then she's like, "So we're gonna ask you to go home." And then it cuts to that shot of him, that great shot of him on the sixty minute interview when he just goes like, <laughs> and he like doesn't know what to say. And then it cuts back to Brittany, and then the sad, you know. Um, the sad uh, music competition, go home music starts to seep in over him. And then he stands up and goes, all right, I'm out of here. And when he walks out of the interview and then it cuts back to Brittany being like, oh, and then you start hearing like, it's Brittany, bitch. And start, dude, I fucking lost it. There's a lot of great stuff out there. There's actually an Australian uh, kid that made a video. It's like two and a half minutes summing up his whole presidency. Uh, with a song and uh, and images and it's pretty spot on too i I might throw that up but them them the legacy continues when they booked a press conference fucking total landscaping the funniest thing that's ever happened ever right a dildo shop and a crematorium you cannot write this shit i mean and you don't even address it it's the thing about comedy if you're like and also just likability. If Rudy was up there being like, at least I know where I can get a dodo. And maybe if I die, I can fucking go, right? Like, comment on it. Like, and that, look, I don't do Giuliani impressions, but that, that, like, you know, when you're on stage or something happens to the audience, a glass breaks during a punchline or something, or somebody screams something weird out, you know, just playing the, the reality of the situation and commenting on what's happening, you know, so that people don't, if he had done something like that, who knows? Maybe people would have been like, you know what, that, convicted sex offender that you said as a whistleblower let's actually hear what he has to say my wife and i bought uh four seasons total landscaping t-shirts and i am desperately awaiting them in the mail and i cannot wait to rep that place you're the third um, person he's done that all right well um this is, uh, this has been a blast you guys great hang well, great seeing your faces and if i say one thing we asked earlier john was saying that comedy is what people need right now that's why we wanted you this week too i mean like that's literally part of what 
this invitation and this moment and all of this is like, um, we do think it's a nice time to get in touch with laughing and joy. And um, we think you're someone who brings that to a lot of people and can also show people how to get to that place. Um, so thank you. Thank you for doing that. Well, there's more. Uh, I have a crowd work album. Uh, you know, I do a good amount of crowd work in my sets. And so I have a whole album coming out of that uh, called I'll Take It From Here coming out December 11th. Uh, so just follow me on Instagram or, or Twitter, or whatever. What's the handle? What's the handle at Adam Ray comedy, but I'll be posting about it. But December 11th, it's about an yeah. hour. And, uh, and the website is also www.adamraycomedy.com, right? You got it. Yeah. Dude, there we go. And by the way, Adam, people are able to rewatch this on the, uh, John Rosenfeld site. Uh, oh, the, cool. They watch it. So make sure the rock checks it out. That's really what we're getting at. <laughs> That's Dude. it. You're, I mean, you have to say that, by the way, because that the amount of people that have now been like, dude, um, maybe, do you mind passing this on to him for me? And I'm like, should I message yeah. The Rock? Is that what you're saying is the way I get to my career? And then he so gives me a show. Up, and Here's what you do. You hit up Gwyneth. You'd be like, <laughs> get her to make a new I know you. I know you covered the, uh, the vaginal cans, but can we, uh, can we work but, on the butt? butt What's yeah. the butt candle smell like? And then you make a tag with The Rock. He responds. Yada yada yada. You're in Australia. Um, it's it's, it's the path. Everyone wants to. Everyone wants to say there's no clear path for everyone. There is. I read that uh, that that's what you're supposed to do to to get ahead in this biz. And and it's. I love John. I love when when you can tell that John is like, dude, we're done because the eyes haven't looked down. up in ten minutes. Way, and we Adam, all do this. Adam, he's like responding to an email. He's coaching somebody on mute and he's over busy. here, and he's hey, busy. Adam. Because when you get John, it's the best. But when you lose him, oh, God. It's like the thing Jennifer Garner said about Ben Affleck, that when the sun shines on you, it's wonderful, but the shadow it casts. Oh, the shame, the shame. No, Adam, dude, if you could get if you can get I was thinking if you could get Charlie uh, uh, a small part in Jumanji three. Uh, was he acting? Uh, did you get? Is, did no, he I just he just, no, was, like, he, he just wants to no. be in Jumanji three that like Jumanji's his jam. Is it really? Wow. Yeah. Okay. I'll see what I can do. I mean, he, so I he can, can do the rocks lines. He can do a lot of Jack Black lines, like from both versions. He's see, now that's something that where I go, all right, a, you know, I, I actually wouldn't uh, not bring that up, but uh, also, yeah. Like even just the way he popped up behind you, I was like, dude, was that like, was that his audition tape? Was you like, you know, that's it. That's his audition yeah. tape. I even if, even if that's all he does, even if he's just a kid that pops up in the jungle and he's like, <laughs> That's and he it. just goes, that's like, all. That's he goes it. Jumanji. Yeah. And like, cut. That's not the line, Charlie. He's like, oh, what is it? Like, you actually don't have one. Oh, cool. We just had you popping up behind a tree. Cool, cool, cool. Let's let's run it back. Like, no, no, no. We got it. All right. I'll still be like a young Jonas in the flashback. Totally. You know? Yeah, he's got that hair. Are you yeah. so pumped on that head of hair that he's got? Oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, Charlie likes to go, Daddy, you don't have this. <laughs> so maybe you don't love it does it cut do you That's cry sometimes no, I take, i'm so happy i live vicariously through him because you helped make that head of hair right so you get some responsibility for it also we've seen the pictures and video john we oh my god like what how long do you need like you cry you had the great and also not everybody can pull off what you're pulling off with no hair so let's take a minute to acknowledge it Thank if you. your beard wasn't so always manicured properly but also, really. who you know, what's that? Transcendent, really. I mean, just yeah, the way that goes the, the pepper to the salt. To see yeah. that side, you know, and now you passed it on to your son who's going to carry uh, carry the weight of the uh, the good hair, you know? Yeah. yeah. It's on him. George, George Clooney. George, it's on George him. Clooney. 
<laughs> yeah, there's a lot of pressure. If he shaves his yeah. head, he's moving out. Yeah. That's it. Uh, Adam Ray, yeah, thank you very man. much. Uh, you John, thank you. Everybody who's here, thank you very much. If you want to check out Adam Ray's stuff, you heard his handle, you heard his website, Adam Ray Comedy. Um, and also we talked about uh, consults for J- or consultations at JRS and free audits at the Actor Salon. Uh, go to the John Rosenfeld website, johnrosenfeld.com for that. Um, and Adam, just just sit there while I just talk about JRS. It's fine. I'm just going to keep going for great. a few minutes and you can well, kind of sign off now? answer some it? emails or anything like that. Just get to it. No, it's lovely. Thank you guys so much. Have a lovely week. Practice lots of self-care and uh, we'll talk to everyone soon. Thanks again. Bye, fellas. Bye, Love you.